Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your host, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and today we talk about the chaos that can ensue when one dregs ends and another begins. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Chris. Chris, how are you doing today, man? I'm uh, feeling a bit dissonant, actually. A bit dissonant? Yeah. I don't know that I've <laughs> actually ever heard that used in a sentence, especially a sentence so, so short. Uh, I mean, I, did I use that right? I, I don't even know. You're the. I mean, you <laughs> literally have a master's degree in writing, so I don't ask me <laughs> these questions. I don't know. <laughs> i'm lucky i have a high school diploma as we all know so well you're anyway, a smart so, guy say what you're a smart guy sure so why would you describe yourself as feeling dissonant i mean there's a, a few layers to that i mean just in in general it seems like i find myself on the other side of the majority a lot but I mean, in, in relation to, uh, to Crowfall, something simple that I've been playing around recently was trying to find new ways to play characters. Like okay. there is usually some type of meta spec or something, or a few ways to play a certain class. Mm -hmm. And with the majors and disciplines, minors major to minors being able to switch out those can change how the character plays a lot and i'm yeah, um, just trying to un in enjoy that and explore with that yeah i think that's i mean I, I think that's one of the stronger suits of crowfall honestly is the variety that you can get in classes not only because of you know the races work differently and have different bonuses and then obviously within the class you can spec out the talents and choose what i don't know what specialization is not the right word but <laughs> whichever one of the three you choose at the end of the talent tree yeah. um but then yeah the major and minor disciplines can can shift it pretty dramatically or at least give you access to things that are are pretty dramatic i mean very simple on you know like on the druid being able to add resurrect as a minor discipline, I mean, yeah, it's not like I'm using that every fight or that's whatever, but that's a pretty cool ability to be able to just throw in <laughs> as yeah. a minor discipline, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like even other classes that aren't super main spec healing, I guess, could still have a resurrect or something. Right, right. Yeah, I don't remember what what it lines up with. You know, if it's like nature and light or whatever, but but yeah, absolutely, it's not it's not druid specific or something like that or healer specific. Necessarily. Yeah, and I, ha I have hopes of stumbling across a, a certain way of playing a class that is viable that maybe is less known or something. That seems to be what fuels my exploring with the classes. Yeah, and I'm just going to say, so is it is it because you just enjoy trying to do the theory crafting of it, or is it that it feels cookie cutter to follow the meta builds? Like, what is it that motivates you to to experiment? Usually, it's like kind of just a personal feel. 
mm. where I'm playing the character and I'm like, I don't know, it'd be kind of cool if I could do this. And then kind of looking through the what's available in the disciplines. And then, or coming across a discipline that's like, oh, that would be kind of neat to add to a certain class. Mm. Um, and something like that. But most most recently, kind of switching a little bit, but keeping to the main theme, New Dregs has started. Mm. And we just finished a Dregs, right? Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. Dregs ends. And uh, we basically had to get the rewards and then figure out our, our new situation as the new Dregs was starting the next day, really. So there wasn't a lot of time. And with the way Dregs works and the alliances, it's it's almost hard to kind of forge a, a new or your own path, if that makes any sense. What do you with mean? A lot, what do you mean? Well, with a lot less time, I mean, we had to figure out what we wanted to do right away, and it lends itself to sticking with the same situation um, because because there's not a lot of time to f- find another alliance or other guilds. A lot of that prep work would have to be done during the current dregs, and if so. If your alliance is working well, then there really is no point to branch out and have those conversations, I guess, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of based on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in our current situation, the alliance was working fine, the one that we were in. However, when the dregs ended, there was kind of a power shift at the top that happened right at the end of dregs like that day. And, and preparations were made for a new guild to take over the top spot and be the big banner on the alliance. And that was kind of all fueled with this influx of new leadership to that guild that had been taking a break and they had these ideas of plans or whatever and they're going to lead the alliance now. Okay. And the guild that was leading the alliance, we're fairly close with at this point. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't really sit with us. And the conversations that I was having with the new leadership was, they kind of had all of these assumptions about our guild mm. and the activity and the members in it and such. And they were requesting that we cut numbers and everything and which wasn't necessarily a big deal, but at the same time, it was like the verbiage we were getting was, well, you can be in the lions if we have room. Mm. And and we were in this current alliance from, from the beginning. We actually ran resources to help, help them get the keep and everything uh, before we were actually, in the alliance mm-hmm. and I don't know. So, so we had been there from the beginning and then this new leadership's taking over and now telling us that, well, maybe we can be in it if they have room. And I'm like, ah, 
I don't know. I think I, I want to find see what other options are out there. But of course, New Dregs is starting the next day, so that time is is limited to figure that out. But we were able to find a new situation. I don't know necessarily know if it's the best situation, but it was a different different one. <laughs> so let me jump in here. Able to to try it out, I guess. Let me jump in here. So I, I just have to say, in, I, I don't know how obvious it is to the listener. I know you obviously exceptionally well, so I can hear <laughs> the frustration in your voice. Oh yeah, and and I can I empathize with that. Like I get it as the as a guild leader, right? Like this is all a lot of shuffling, and there's a lot of things to manage, and there's no time, and it's not like Crowfall is our job, right? So. Right. It's not just that there's limited time between the end of the dregs and the start of the new one, but that's even further limited by the fact that you have a life <laughs> outside of Crowfall that you have to live. Yes, yes. But, so I get that as a, as a member of the guild and as your friend seeing you as the guild leader, everything you're saying makes sense. And I, so I don't mean to discount that at all. But <laughs> I will say that, this, just like I said last month, like, this is exactly why I thought the Crowfall campaign structure would be interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yet again, we see another month where the politics at the top changes. And yeah. that makes the game... I think that that is, while while worse for your individual as a person health, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better for the health of the game now, maybe I'm wrong, because maybe if there's too much churn, then people get turned off and just walk away, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's interesting that that there's that level of, of churn, right? That there's that level of change. Yeah. As an observer. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not down on, on the change. I just I just would have preferred that there had been more time between the campaigns, right? Because, I mean, we're uh, facil- facilitating an experience for the people in our guild, right? Mm-hmm. And so they they want to know what it's going to be like going into the new dregs, right? And having some sort of, of direction is important. And if you're trying to shift in, in a little bit of a, a way, there's not much time to make that shift, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, cause then, you know, as soon as drags opens, people are rushing to get gold or get a seed and, and start laying, uh, claims to keeps. Mm-hmm. And ultimately we, if we're going to be an alliance, we, we want to be around and helping with that mm-hmm. right away. So that's why it's kind of important to get everything settled right at the beginning. Well, and with the dregs being a month each, I mean, if you waited a week, which is not that long, it's a quarter over, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and potentially you miss out on whatever keep ownership might be around. Mm -hmm. And and, and I mean, I would be okay with taking that time, I guess, and and not owning a keep. Keep is is really important for our economy players. Mm Mm-hmm. And being able to craft and score points that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that we have a keep. With the changes 
the forts have gotten some love, and I believe that you can craft in forts and upgrade them more now. However, the timers, I, I, I don't know if they're the same, but the, the forts seem to be a lot quicker than the keeps. Right. They used to be every 24 hours, I think. Like, daily, they had a siege window. Yeah, I, I think that's still the same. Right. Um, I haven't looked that closely, but... Right. But yeah, it's it's hard to hold the fort when that timer comes up every day. Although, now that the resources are, are in the mines instead of the forts, maybe the forts get attacked less? I, I don't really know. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Like, it's a it's an interesting problem to try and solve because from the perspective of the designer, it makes sense to have as little gap between campaigns as possible. Yeah. Because if yeah. they take a week, if they were like, all right, well, there's no new dregs for a week, well, then, I mean, people who are only interested in playing in those campaigns, what are yeah. they supposed to do, right? Yeah, right. And so now they just take a week off or something, and and now that creates problems with player retention because now people are filling that time with something new and you know whatever. But I get, I hear what you're saying about it's kind of, it's just a short turnaround time. Although you know, I don't know, like from the politics side of it, I mean, I don't know what the how the designer is supposed to anticipate that. Right, because mm -hmm. if if instead the the story was that the leadership and the alliance that we were in stayed in place and there was none of this churn, then then the fact that there's this short time wouldn't matter, right? Because it would have just yeah. Been, yeah we're back in we're doing the same thing, same thing we're just running back, right? So to some extent maybe it's kind of one of the maybe a challenge that's more unique to smaller guilds because mm -hmm. you don't have the weight to throw around and just like the bigger guilds do and just say, okay, well, we're going to take this and we've got this amount of players. So we're going to lead the Alliance or whatever, like as a smaller guild, you're more subject to the whims of others. Cause you just don't have the same, you know, for the risk of sounding pretentious, like political capital. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that does make sense, but I don't know. It's, it is interesting to see how things are shifting. From what I can tell, the bigger alliances have all kind of switched around a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, even even guilds that are in the same alliance taking turns with who's running the big banner point of the mm -hmm. alliance, which is also interesting. So... I'm curious, the other thing that happens when a campaign ends is the rewards get distributed. Mm -hmm. And that changed with this last campaign because it used to be that every individual guild got their own set of rewards. Now the rewards are given to the alliance leader who then distributes them to the guilds. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is correct. And I mean, the, the whole process of, of claiming the rewards, I mean, it works but it is not exactly the most efficient process is you claim the the boxes and all of that is of course put into your world bank 
your own personal world bank as the guild leader. <laughs> right, right. In this case, the alliance leader. Yeah, yeah. So I, personally, I, I'm, I'm be sure to take screenshots of, of what the rewards are before I claim them. So when I go into my vault, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of stuff in the vault, right? So I want to make sure I pull everything out and can distribute that. But as an alliance leader, I mean, you're not only distributing to your own guild, but trying to figure out what other guilds get, which which seems also kind of a hectic thing to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, again, with them increasing the uh, amount of guilds that can be in an alliance, I think, to 15. It makes sense that they would do it this way, so that way they can set what the pool of rewards is going to be. And I guess what my point is, is that, like, if it was the way it used to be, where every guild got their own set of the rewards, well, now if you're in an alliance with 10 guilds versus 5, even if you had smaller numbers, you'd be getting more rewards, right? And that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it makes sense why they did it this way. So here's uh, my whole thought with all of that is like, okay, fine. It doesn't make sense to have this big gap of time between Dreg's campaigns. Arguably the fact that it ends and there's even a, I don't know, 18 hour period before the next one starts could be a bummer for some people, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you happen to be in a, maybe in a situation where your schedule is that, your day off is Monday, right? And that's yeah. the day you play Crowfall or something at the most. Yeah. And, you know, once once every month on Mondays, there's nothing for you to do, again, if you're a Drex player. Yeah. It seems like it, it would make sense to... I mean, we have faction versus faction campaigns also. It seems like it would make sense to, to kind of stagger them just a little bit. Because aside from the political thing, everyone has to gear up again i mean you're having people that are crafting figuring out what people need as far as armor weapons if they have something new that they want to bring into dregs like all of that is happening in preparation to import so there's there's preparation on that front too and that's happening outside of dregs because you're exporting all of your last Drake's vault into your world vault and then getting, getting all that stuff ready. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess the point I was trying to get to though, is that like, I get all of those, I get your sentiment, but I feel like the problem is not the gap of time. The problem is again, which is, Crowfall's biggest weakness, and obviously we like the game we've done. <laughs> this is episode 20, actually, today. So <laughs> we've stuck with the game. Nice. We've stuck with the show. So my point is not to, to, to disparage the game outright as, as much as just to, again, call attention to, like, it doesn't make sense that there's not a mail system. <laughs> like, it just doesn't. It's insane that... <laughs> that the guild leader has to check the box and it opens up into their vault. It dumps into their vault. Like they should have a mailbox and they should be able to open things out of the mail into their inventory. And then they should be able to mail things to you. There could be an interface where all of the rewards from the dregs are, are just on a screen for the Alliance leader. And from there he could mail, choose to mail resources to people. Right. And then so much of this is simplified. 
<laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, it works. Yeah, but that's not... <laughs> I mean, walking works, but most people drive cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can yeah. get on a boat. Turns out flying is more reasonable if it's very far. <laughs> My point just being like... And I, I, as I railed against, you know, lazy whatever his name was for his lazy review back in the day... Mm-hmm. I don't know all of what goes into game design and development. I'm not a game designer in any way. And I don't know what limitations and priorities and all those things Artcraft has internally. It's just it's just bonkers that it's this challenging to do because again, like the part of the game that's hard, the hardest part of the game is managing your inventory. Yeah. Especially yeah. especially if you're not I mean, for me who's not a guild leader and who's not having to distribute things to other people ever, maybe that's not the hardest part of the game, but for a guild leader and especially an alliance leader, like not only do you have to make the decisions about where to send the gear and who gets it and what's a fair distribution of it, but now you have to coordinate real time, like, hey, you need to get your character to physically stand by me (laughs) so I can trade this to you. Or obviously there's chests, I guess, in your EK that you could put stuff in and trade it up, but that's yeah. all an enormous amount of management, and it, I, I love the changes they made in the in the most recent patch. Every patch they've come out with, I think we've celebrated, right? Every yeah. patch that they've come I mean, out with, I'm like, this is a, yeah. a positive step forward. So maybe in time, and as we've said all along, you know, six months from now, what does this look like when we're doing our one year anniversary of the game? What what where what's the state of the game at that point? It's probably very different. Mm-hmm. I just I, hope. I have I have hope. I just hope that at some point we can talk about issues we have with the game and they don't ultimately boil back down to why is the user experience so bad? (laughs) We'll be telling stories about, hey, you remember when you would take an item out of your vault and then it would just like rearrange all the items and then so you couldn't just click everything in succession? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? Like trying to get a set of armor out. It's like you click the boots and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do the gloves now. And then they're in a different location. Wild. Wild. <laughs> and again, and I know I've said this a thousand times, so pro- people probably shut the podcast off when I say it at this point. Why can't we search in a more robust way? <laughs> Why? Why can't yeah. you type boots in and it just shows you anything that's in the boots category, even if they're not called boots in the literal name of the thing right yeah like yeah. It, it yeah it's just it's 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 very frustrating again like i said a long time ago i don't decide whether or not to play a game based on how the the vault ui works and that's still true but mm-hmm. you know just this week they announced that they're reducing or have already reduced the full cost of the game to 15 bucks so now anyone that wants to try it can get a 10-day free trial, which is great. I totally <laughs> agree with that, that it should be free to try. And then it's 15 bucks, which I don't care at all that we paid more when it launched, whatever. Welcome to buying video games. <laughs> but I think that it does demonstrate that they are trying to find ways to entice more people to come in, to grow it, right? Right. And it... it 
while you don't decide to play based on the vault UI, if you don't understand how anything works, you may not stick around, you know? And I, as important as the changes that they're putting in are, like limiting the amount of Alliance members in a certain zone to facilitate small group PvP and that sort of stuff, like that's all awesome. But I feel like all of the fixes are just satisfying the current player base, which obviously is important. You don't want them to leave. But I just don't feel like there's enough in there to fix the things that are going to turn new people away. And yeah, they, they revamped the new player experience and they made it so you can jump into the, the end game more quickly. But I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that's still super confusing that I hope they take the time to address at some point. That's all UI driven and has nothing to do with the mission statement of Crowfall, which is to be this super fun thrown more PVP game where you're also going to spend four hours a day digging through a vault. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, a couple of really new players and um, helping them navigate some of the stuff. It's just like, oh, right, I, I remember what this was like our first first week. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's and, it, the, the, and the reason that I have such frustration in my voice now when talking about this is because, again, I will say, like, the game does so much right. Like we talked about at the very beginning, the disciplines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, super cool how many different ways you can build your character. The combat is really well done. Like, the combat is fun. Honestly, you, you know, I, I've seen people complain about why is everything in this game based on a group? Like, why can't I even gather by myself? Referencing mother loads. I actually think that the mother load gathering thing is cool. Like, I, I really do. Like, I really think that it's... I've never played another game where gathering resources required teamwork, you know? And it's not super complicated, but the fact that there's a little... a different rotation of abilities to use as the foreman you know, breaking, doing, doing the mother to someone. I don't know. That's neat. <laughs> like that's not anywhere else that I've seen. Yeah. I like, I like that mechanic and it's, it's interesting to also when we got the rewards kind of distribute, distributing those rewards so that as many people as possible could participate in that if they wanted to, you know, being able to equip the, tools and whatnot for for mother loads right well i know we talked about the patch that that came out with this new campaign last week quite a bit i did log in and open up the the new map and all that stuff and see that and that's all 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 there and great i think the map has more zones this time with the addition of those wildland zones Mm -hmm. which is where the highest tier resources are but also the strictest limitation on amount of players from the same alliance that can be in it so I'm pretty interested to see that. Have you had a chance to check out many of the new Dreg Zones yet? I have not. I have not gotten much playtime. Most of my time the last few days have been mostly just chatting. <laughs> right. Chatting and trading, probably. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the changes in the chat window are amazing. Yeah, I also I did that. I typed in Guild Chat in the same uh-huh. tab that I could see another chat. I mean, I'm like super stoked about the chat window. Like, oh. <laughs> now we just have to get people to 
trained to look at it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been so many months where it's like, man, we don't even use that. Right, right. You know, totally agreed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, again, over and over, Crowfall, the campaign structure is awesome. And every time a new campaign starts, there's excitement because there's, at least thus far, there's always a new patch to go with it that brings enhancements and balance changes and you know obviously anyone who's listened to this show with any consistency knows that i am not some expert on the meta of the combat and <laughs> right all of that mm-hmm. but listening to some of our other guild members like there's some really significant changes coming to or that not coming to but that have now come to different classes that change the balance of of different classes so I I still I still think that they've got they've got something going, <laughs> right? Like yeah, they're yeah. on they're on they're on a good track. I just hope that they can fix, even if it's not a complete overhaul of the UI. That's why, like, I constantly rail on and on about the the search options because it's like maybe it's really crazy to redesign the whole vault UI, mm-hmm. but is it is it really that crazy to add search functionality? I don't, I don't yeah. know, but is it? I mean, I, I don't know. So, some of the search works. Some of the terms can work, but I don't I don't know exactly what the limitations are, right? I just think it should be ba- you should at least be able to search based on tag. So I should be able yeah. to type cooking and only cooking items now show in the description. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, like, but like just that alone would be such a huge efficiency gain. And then like I think you could do meat or something and then get all the types of meat. Like I think that would work. It does as long as the word meat is in the actual name of the item. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Right. So like or is really easy to search for because every kind of ore ends in the word or in the item name, whether it's mm-hmm. iron ore or copper ore or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true with stone because I are not with stone with wood because I think you can just type in log maybe I think that's right and it, or maybe it's wood one of those two words and it'll show all of that but when it comes to stone specifically not every type of it's just marble and granite right there is no stone there's no keyword that's common <laughs> in it mm-hmm. I would assume the necro ingredients are the same right like there's not yeah there's not a key a common so again, if you could just search for crafting even, and that would still show a pretty big variety of things, but at least you could just see crafting items and you could filter out cooking, you could filter out gear, you could filter out disciplines and just see anything that has crafting tag in the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the complexity of it is. And obviously there are a lot of, a lot of you know, problems to solve a lot of enhancements to make a lot of people clamoring for different things and you know someone like me who's clearly more casual in their involvement wants something like that whereas you know the hardcore dregs player maybe is used to that and they're they're much more interested in the balance changes and Mm. the changes to the way keeps work and stuff like that right so i think (laughs) that's true but i also think every player would celebrate a vault overhaul (laughs) right and 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 that's why i constantly go back to to enticing new players because i do think the game is special and i do think it offers a totally unique experience in a wide variety of ways but conquering and capturing keeps 
isn't something that you are going to do when you first start because you're new and you suck and you don't know stuff. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah, you could latch onto a guild that just carries you through to all of it, but it's not because you know you're planning any of it. You're responsible for it. But immediately as a new player, you're definitely managing and responsible for your inventory, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, yeah, the changes for how the, you know, for, for how the different zones work and all that is great, but a new player doesn't know any of that. That That's not going to, no new player is, is going to be like, oh, wow, they have zones now where only 25 Alliance members can be in at a time. Like, I think I will give it a shot. <laughs> it's also yeah. true that no one's going to read like, oh, they overhauled the bank. Well, maybe now I'll give it a shot. <laughs> but when someone starts the game, the less things that are frustrating about it, the better chance they have of sticking around long enough to actually see the, you know, again, for the cheesy sounding, the magic that the game has to offer. Yeah. Um, and the more barriers that there are up front, the less likely they are to get to there, which sucks because it really is there. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like every every difficulty that you have to navigate is just like another... Uh, do I really want to keep playing? <laughs> right. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Either way, I don't know. I feel like this is a, a very mixed episode that we've had where we're kind of up, kind of down. You're dissonant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm consistent. I complain about the same things every week. Um, <laughs> but again, like I like I said a few minutes ago, I mean, ultimately in the end, it's always exciting when new campaign starts. It's always exciting when new patch comes out. And I do appreciate they continue to, to to change and update and improve the game. And, uh, you know, while now it's free for 10 days and then $15 to buy, uh, you know, it's almost like, should we just rip the Band-Aid off and just make it free to play? And then there's a subscription option because isn't that where it's ultimately going to go, right? Like, Maybe, yeah. I don't know if uh, they would like to get some more changes under their belt before they do that. Right. But I mean, that's most MMOs. Most MMOs are free to play, but there's a subscription model that gives you more, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're really, really into it or you're really going to be serious about it, then you subscribe. But it allows people to come in and try it. And the other thing it does is it allows people to, to come in and try it without there being, and this is already true of the game, with there not being a subscription required, it allows people to come back and, and try it intermittently, right? So maybe we have friends that stop playing. We can be like, oh, man, they've continued to improve it. You know, this and this and this is true now. You should come back. And they can without having to, to get the wallet out right away. But the reason I would like to see it go full free-to-play is that, I mean, I just know personally, and this is obviously very anecdotal, but, like, I have friends that tried it in July on a the friend pass free trial thing. And I guess they could create a new email or something, but assuming they wanted to use the same account, now they have to, they've already done the trial, right? So now it's even still, it's 15 bucks and they already tried and left. So they're not going to pay the 15 bucks, but if they could just come back for free altogether, having never Mm -hmm. paid for the game, they might come back, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would only help to, bring people back i think right either way my point with that really though is largely the more larger point is that i'm glad to see them aggressively changing their business model in that way to also try and continue to to grow the game and and get new players in so 
anything else you wanted to cover on today's episode? I think that'll do it. Well, that's all for the show today. Follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. You can also check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests, or my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley and is all about why gaming matters. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay up. Thank you.